mess, can't wait to see which one will they choose. This week in Mormon, you get Joseph Smith style. With more and knee up on the whole G up in now. Al's the big bearded guy from Missouri. G.O. is the bearded nationalist from D.C. This week, you get the funny stuff, the fun things. Like what casserole will be made for General Dumfries. Or what we're from happened in raw Idaho. Get back to me, probably things like that. You know, you get the cold warm and dudes bringing more warm news. Bleeding the eyes of God and Latter day Saints too. Go get the info you need. I'm sure you really would like to catch them on air whenever they're not on the fight. Hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome to another edition of This Week in Mormons, episode 600. Woohoo! Nice to be here with you. I'm Jeff Openshaw. And I'm Al Mutt. <laughs> You've missed me, people. You know you have. I'm back to haunt you in your dreams. Well, he's he's on right now, folks. He did not have this much energy during any of our prep. I've had a wild couple of. <laughs> I've had a wild 24 hours. It has been intense. Well, uh, how? How's life, Al? What's new, man? How how are things in Missouri? Do you still use? Uh, do you still do some of that sewing that you got there? You and your mom do that sewing business. Wait, you have? When did we we? When was our last show? When was four hundred? I don't know if it was an even four hundred. I don't. I frankly, I think this was this was. Uh, I do not know. Right after I got married, so it would have been like twenty sixteen ish, right? You didn't get married in twenty sixteen. When I get twenty eighteen, you met your wife in twenty sixteen. Oh yeah. Shortly thereafter, I should know this. You should know this. <laughs> Dude, I text you for like, when's my anniversary? <laughs> um, yeah, so it's been it's been a good five, maybe six years. So in that time, I've had a number of children, found wild success in every career aspect I've tried. I uh, I have a farm now. Uh huh. I'm a farmer. Yeah. I uh, what else? This happened. I bought I bought a second town. That's been fun. You bought a second town? Yeah. They didn't the tell count, me. The county seat. This is news, Jeff. You bought Kingston? I did. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's it's a population of like 300 people. So I, I bought all the commercial buildings. That, well, all but one. for Even like the post office? 80,000. It. No, it's... They're all falling down and, and crumbling. And I, and I have this wild hair of like maybe, just maybe... <sighs> I can make Kingston have a city budget again. So uh, working on that stuff. I mean, just random goofy stuff. But, but I've got like a four-year-old now. Yeah. He, he's in pre-K. It's very exciting. Guys, my life has dramatically changed. From when you met me, first with uh-huh. the uh, the uh-huh. 30-foot temple episode in 2010, we've come a long way, Jeff. That was a good time back then. 600 episodes later, here we are. The 30-foot temple Wherein I believe that was discussing what wasn't it like the temple in Phoenix, Arizona? Yeah, it was, like it was that? somewhere that like with a city planning commission that hated them, which is not an uncommon thing. I do kind of crack up with that. Like when I drive around town here in Virginia, you'll drive past some pretty sizable Baptist churches. Oh yeah, big, big old buildings. Give me a huge, Kingdom Hall. Huge things. Yeah, and I always wonder, like, I guarantee if the church decided they wanted to build a temple in the same neighborhood, people would be like, hey, hey, hey. Hey, hey, hey. These guys got grandfathered in with our pre-prejudice. Now we have prejudice and we don't want you here. It's a miracle. The Richmond Temple is pretty decent size, so I'm glad they were able to to pull that off. I went to the I went to the Bountiful Temple uh two days ago, yesterday. Two Another days ago. large and beautiful building. 
but it, but it's like yeah it's like right in the neighborhood you know there's a it's it's not like the city's not built around it or anything it's just no, like shoved no. into the well it's up the, there at the top of the hill like just on the drive just, yeah it's like in a weird yeah. cul-de-sac or something yeah but sure. uh but as i was driving up, i was i sort of had the same thing where i'm like man I, I wonder do people just love having that in their backyard like it's a nice building and great grounds to go walk around you'd think it'd be like living around a museum. Or oh, you something. meant literally like for the aesthetic of the neighborhood. I thought you meant yeah. like do Latter Day Saints appreciate having a temple just in, in close proximity up the street. For, no, no, no. I mean like I mean such. like this the the shirtless guy trying to smoke a cigarette on his porch, like that he's uh, he's staring down the lane to a beautiful temple and finely manicured lawns with with birds of paradise. Maybe growing. it'll, you know, change his whole outlook. It's like that scene in the singles ward when he's gonna hook up with the waitress chick and she opens uh-huh. her drapes. Mm-hmm. to a view of the Salt Lake Temple that I don't think mm-hmm. is actually possible from any apartment building anywhere <laughs> in Salt Lake City. It's like Fraser's view from his balcony of the Space Needle. That doesn't exist either. And uh, shocks him, man. Shocks oh, yeah. him. Puts him right back into Maybe it. Maybe we should no. show that. It makes me sad that Will Swenson is no longer an active member of our faith. Yeah, but he Maybe gave someone us so should show much that. Maybe they, someone should show him that movie again and it might change his mind. Or just open their drapes to him. Do you remember? Why don't you open your and drapes? The name of up the episode is "Open Your Drapes to Will to Swenson." Hit, to him, <laughs> I have you back on for five minutes, and the in your and the I give you window. gold, it's Jeff. It's all gold. What have you been up to since I've been gone? The people already know all that. Since I've so been I'm, gone, so I'm, I'm just living the dream. Everyone knows this. Um, some things we haven't talked about in recent weeks. Let's see. Um, well, it was my birthday last week, so that a was happy birthday, by the whoopee. way. Be you know, no, fun, this is fun great. Time. What did you fun. do? What was the birthday? Ah, uh, I just kind of kicked it. Well, the real exciting thing was dinner. Go which on. We had it at Cafe mm-hmm. Rio because, oh. not because I desperately wanted Cafe Rio on sure. my birthday. It you were on your way home from Costco and it was No, there. it's nowhere near us. It's half oh, an hour away. I take it back. Keep going. It's because Cafe Rio is mm-hmm. a guaranteed meal where my children will just like happily eat their food and not cause problems. Wait, what do they get? They get free Nino quesadillas and they go crazy on them. They love. They just live it up. It's they just a keep... cheese quesadilla. Oh, they they'll eat like three a piece and they're so happy about it. Yeah, really? I wish I could get them to eat like you know some rice, some beans, some guacamole, something else more interesting. But the bottom yeah. line is, I could have done a pleasant meal at home. No, and dealt with fighting, a lack of eating, uh-uh. paying attention, or I go to Cafe Rio mm-hmm. and they go crazy. Mm-hmm. So that was the gift to me on my birthday. Well, I like that, man. That sounds fun. That does sound nice. Three quesadillas a piece. Those kids are going to be giants. Yeah, sure. No, no. You've met them. They're they're, they're they not. are a nice batch of children that don't eat very much. That's also true. And when you visited us, it it, it was just frankly embarrassing for me. <laughs> I mean, I like that. Like our our kids are like wildings, where we make them go forage for their own roots outside, and they'll like. They know how to judge a good mushroom from one that'll kill them. Yeah, sure. Uh, and so it's like these sort of like we, we. My wife has thrown like the most random foods at them, and they're like, "They'll eat stuff I won't eat." Or they're like, "Oh, do you have the yellow curry tonight, mother? Wonderful. Please, more curry." And I'm like, "Oh, I, I'm a red curry guy only. Thanks, guys, but no thanks." Yeah. Which, by the way, I found a great Thai barbecue fusion place in Overland Park, Kansas City. I'm sorry. Combine all those over, terms again. Overland Park, Kansas. It's a Thai KC barbecue, barbecue fusion. So you get sure. like. That's normal. Dude, imagine a crab rangoon. Yes. With brisket. Yes. Mm. A smoked oh. crab rangoon. Imagine a, a short rib, like 
tie app or spring roll thing. Yeah, it's very nice. Is this it what's is happened in Overland nice. Park? T-Mobile acquires Sprint and they lose their big their flagship employer. And now you've got insane. No, now, now we have strip mall Thai barbecue fusion yeah. that is fantastic. You should you should go hit it up. Uh, okay. Come visit sometime, Jeff. Be a pal. It's already been almost two years since that last time we went out there, which is kind of crazy. Uh, I know. Where's the time? And, and then I came and visited you, and then I, and then to the, set me apart, they ended up as so a the, high priest. The, the last, so yeah, so I was coming out. Jeff is in the bishopric now, and he's like, "Dude, dude, we're doing this." So I bring the whole family. We all fly out there. And uh, and like the day before, he's like, "Hey, so, well, you you can tell your side. You call think, me and say, I don't know if people have heard my side or not, but basically, like, no, no, well, you're condensing a few things. You came out, you brought the family, blah blah blah, and then yeah, they decided. Oh, so the stake president wanted the other counselor to be around, um, who was, for lack of a better expression, moving up from second counselor to first counselor. Um, he'd been traveling a lot for work. It's and a gets, lateral move, but he wanted yes. him there. He because, wanted him there so everybody was there. and that's Which like, I think you, unanimously okay. we can say that's a stupid thing. That's a stupid okay. reason to not let us sit yeah, ordain okay. you to But the, he's going to do his thing. And even the other counselor was like, hey, I can do this in absentia. It's okay for me. Like, like give time to the counselor sure. who's being released, who's moving. That's cool. Jeff's new. Let him have his, whatever. But that's what they decided to do, and so because of that, they did not uh, reorganize the bishopric the Sunday that. So Al Jeff had Jeff had a guy. We spent, so I'm like, we spent okay. thousands of dollars to be there, and it's like, okay, that's fine, that's fine. I'll oh, just we got go. to, but we got to go to Fuddruckers, and you got to go to Mount Vernon, which you guys did not care about yeah. at all. So it was great. No, yeah, I I am not passionate about George Washington. Yeah, and and so uh, so that was one step Home. of it. Then they decided they were going to do it a few weeks later. I was like, this is really happening for sure, and you were like, dude. Okay, man, I'll do it. I will do it. I won't bring the kids, but I will yeah, fly out Yeah, I'm just out coming there. out. We're going to do a day. And, we'll make uh, it happen. And you were figuring out times. And then you call me on like Saturday uh, morning, right? You're going to fly there on Saturday night. And you're like, so it turns out my flight was not for uh, 6.30 p.m. Yeah. It was for 6.30 a.m. Which I thought I got a credit that I could use later. And they will not give it to me because they said, no, technically you missed your flight. Yeah. And I'm like, you... So like it was so American divine intervention Airlines. kept out from coming out again. And, and this turns time, out <laughs> turns out I show up to church and they're like, Yeah, we're not doing it this week. And I was like, Are you freaking kidding me? Okay, fine. And so uh so eventually when they finally reorganized the bishopric, I just had my bishop do it and that was, I was fine. Like, you and know what, Jeff? I love you, man. I can't I can't do it again. I can't make it back out there. <laughs> I was like, All right, it's fine. The really funny thing with all Which, of that. To be fair, my my line back to Jesus of priesthood uh, ordination is much cooler than your bishops, though, and so I wish you had mine. I mean, we ha- we'd have so many people in. Common. I should actually I should actually ask Sully to give me mine for that because I have my Melchizedek priesthood one. Yeah, which is the main one that matters. I don't know if there's a line to trace, like for someone who ordains you a high priest, i.e., like who ordained them a high priest. I don't know if that matters. Wait, does um, Salt Lake have it? I thought you just had to get it from your the person that was doing it. You can order them from Salt Lake. No. Yeah, yeah you can say you want those, and they'll send oh, them. That's to you. magic. That's pretty nice. But my bishop is from Sierra Leone, and one of like the earlier members of the church there. So he has an interesting, you know, history as far as. Oh, people that, who have that could be fun. Okay. So, okay. All right. I will say, so the funny thing with um, all of that saga. <laughs> and it that, was a saga. With all of that was the timing with everything. Because they called me to the bishopric in like early March. Mm-hmm. And I was like, all right. And then, of course, I talked to you and we sorted it out. The next day, the next day, maybe a day and a half later, whatever, 
my wife took a test and was, turned out she was pregnant, which I haven't talked oh, about on the, on the show yet. Big announcement here. Yes, and so so that's all well and fun, and we are having a baby in uh, like two in like uh, November. So, um, so that was the timing was funny on them because then they like dragged so long on actually making this happen, and I am convinced because I'm not I'm I am a chump. All right, whatever the, the Lord wants me in this role as in, in the bishopric for some reason, that's fine. I am I am grateful to serve and happy to do it. I'm the last person to think I'm the person you want for the job, but that's great. But I'm convinced had they like talked to the other counselor first and kind of learned the schedule in advance and oh, okay, we're not going to be able to touch this thing until like May. And then they wouldn't have called me until then. If I would have had the news first that my wife was pregnant cuz we were thinking about moving. Yeah. And we were kind of like not getting much direction, we were praying about it, kind of stupors of thought, nothing one way or the other. And if the first bit of information we would have had was Okay, we're having another baby. We need a bigger house. We needed a bigger house, and that would have been like this. This can. This is nudging us in a direction. This is giving us intel that we need to make informed decisions. And we probably would have been like, okay, we're piecing out. That's it. And then the call would have come to the bishopric, and I said, like, yes, yeah, sorry, closing in a house in a different metropolitan area. Thanks. But no, now now you're roped in. You got like at least a year or two that you. So now I'm here. I, I I have chosen to believe that this whole hilarious saga where you had to waste a lot of your time, but it was fun to have uh, for a weekend, um, was because the Lord was like, this was like an injunction to just be like, all right, you just stay where you are. Because when that mm-hmm. first came, I was like, okay, this is something they the Lord wants me in the bishopric in this area. Yeah. So that's that's something of a, of an answer we're looking for. And so that's kept us here for the little bit. You know, we'll see how long the, the bishop, my bishop will get released in about a year and we'll see what happens. The, the worst case scenario is they want me to be the bishop. So my goal is to, you know, torpedo this thing enough that they don't even <laughs> continue to fail. So they'll fire you. Yeah. That's, I mean, that is sincerely, I, I that would, uh, that I'm, so, I'm, my only ambition for leadership is just to like clean up the, crappy schedules and meeting excess meetings and stuff that so you want to be an executive secretary that's your plan uh, which, is, which is very uh, ironic because no, I, I know you and i don't think that would be something no nope. i just make my assistant do all this, all this <laughs> stuff. i wonder what would that be like i wonder if i get my assistant to like teach a zoom class or something and be like like she's over in the philippines i wonder if i could just say hey will you teach this religious course for me and i could offload all my calling jeff i might have just cracked the code dude when i was exec sec one of the best things i ever discovered was calendly oh my gosh changed my life yeah why does why doesn't every executive secretary just use that it's like hey you need a you need an appointment with the bishop here's the link for that and I set up a whole portal. It's like different appointment types. Check what you want. Do your thing. You have yep. to keep an eye on it in case somebody sets something up that maybe they shouldn't. But I didn't really run into any issues like that. It was great. Super no, useful. That's amazing. Everyone should do it. Everyone should do it. Yeah. Ah, no. Well, what am I, I, so, so anymore, my calling these days, I'm teaching the youth. The youths, Jeff. Yeah. I mold impressionable minds. So you're teaching on first and third Sundays, youth class? Yep. Is that what, and which, which and we've got a pretty mediocre Sunday school uh president. President. Yeah. Well because it, uh, I teach I teach all of the age groups. <laughs> like at yeah. once. I literally it's like a class of forty kids that I walk through and I'm like, this is not and you're the one teacher for all of them? Yeah, that's right. At once? It's the dumbest thing. I mean, I was going to joke this was like, you know, a school back in turn of the century America. It's sort the of one a, room. And no, I, I should get a ruler or something to walk around and be like, no, Marcus, get out of here. <laughs> that's how I imagine a school marm. 
That, that's my school mom voice. Why don't but, they uh, call yeah. additional teachers? Just right? That's no, great. No re- do you have yeah, the resources in your ward? Uh, yeah, we have a huge ward, like an enormous ward. And I don't know why. I think, well, this is why I, I judge the worth of our Sunday school president as like, he's not doing a good job. Not, I don't want to cast stones, but I think he's not doing a good job. Yeah, you're saying this publicly on this podcast. Uh, That's good. I'm not going to name names, but it rhymes with Ann Brunt. <laughs> But no, I mean, I think I think he just hasn't got around to doing it yet. But uh, well, but Sunday yeah. school president is like, well, I think it's very high on the list of callings where, unless someone is an extremely proactive individual, just nothing's going to happen. Because if yeah. you don't do anything, then whatever. Well, if he does like I'll show up and and do it. like, but literally, I've been like, oh man, I'm not going to be able to make it. And he's like, oh, wonder who's going to teach it then. I'm like, no, that's you got to figure that out. You got to help me here. I'm mixed on that. I do think it should be up to teachers to like try to find their own replacements. I'd I'd be happy to. But you're in a different position. You've got the entire class. It's it's enormous. It's crazy. That's just plain wrong. I dip into some of the youth classes in my calling, you know, see other Yeah, you bishoprics are now all youths. Like Yeah, and I have Have you been camping with your young men? Are you over the young men? Uh I'm not. I mean like you're the pseudo young men's presidency, so like the deacon's quorum falls under my purview. Yeah, Jeff, have, you haven't taken them camping in? We have not been camping because camping anywhere east of the Rockies is wrong. We've all established, we know this, unless you're up in like Maine you or something. Loser. But, well, and it just didn't happen. We had other activities during the summer. Yeah, they're the wrong activities. Kids want to go camping. Take them camping, Jeff. They might, but we be their father figure that they never had at home. They all have father figures. Doesn't make it right. <laughs> so. So it's fun. I don't know. I do have mixed feelings about the whole getting rid of the young men's presidency and having. Yeah. I get the rationale. I get it. Like, let the bishopric offload a lot of the bishops. Yeah, get them to do something. Let offload a lot of their responsibilities to the elders quorum and relief society. Let them focus basically on the adults. The elders quorum and relief society presidents are essentially the adult leadership for the ward, Mm -hmm. more or less. And then have the bishopric. Focus a lot on the youth. The youth are at risk. The youth are not retaining super well in the church right now. I understand all the reasons behind it, but I also think you understand all the reasons. Yeah, every single one. Holy but I, I think that um, it's like I have two callings, though. It's really like I have the, the calling that would be all the all the things you would expect for a second counselor and a bishopric to handle all the ward administrative and organization and planning and all that junk. And then you're also just kind of randomly involved with the youth, which is a lot of fun, and I enjoy it. I would just see there still being value in there being an actual young men's presidency and people who could devote all of their resources to them while we still keep an eye mm. on things. Mm. I think that could be good, too. But I am convinced the main reason they did this, it's that. But I also think that by no longer having a young men's presidency and no longer having a separate high priest's group, that is six Melchizedek priesthood holders you do not need to have to organize for war leadership. Yeah. Or to organize a ward. And that makes it easier to organize. You should be able to call them to be fewer. Sunday school teachers for the other youth age groups. Yeah. So you don't have a 40 person Sunday school class, Jeff. I feel like I'm taking crazy pills here. How I the insane one? Well, you're teaching next week. I'm, I think you should uh you should lose it. <laughs> Just go in. It's it's actually great because I like I feel like I'm a pretty good teacher, and with my like 19 years of EFY, I uh, I, uh, I handle it pretty well. Where I'm like, all right, everybody, do a clap cheer for me and sh- chant my name for 20 minutes, and then I'll come in and teach you. So 
I have him. I have a guy come have in and vamp that? him up. Yeah, and he's like, "All right, he's not coming out here till you guys get loud enough. Let's hear it." Oh, 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 oh. Then I dance in. I should and, do that for sacrament meeting someday. Yeah. Like, All right, the bishop's ready. Are you ready? <laughs> Which would be hilarious because you know how many how many meetings I've already been in where they're like. You set the tone for the meeting. The way you conduct sacrament meeting sets the tone. Oh, I'm pretty sure I got released from the high council because I got in an argument with the entire high council where they were like, we need everybody to be on the stand folding their arms 10 minutes before because we need more reverence in, in sacrament meeting. And I was like, that's not real. <laughs> I was like, come on. People come together once a week and get to see each other. Let's not shame them for being enthusiastic about gathering with the saints. I think the point is gathering. And so if uh, if we have a little rambunctious bunch of people that, that just love each other so much and slapping backs, like, can we not neg on that? Let's be excited about that. And then when it's time for sacrament meeting, let's sing a hymn and have that bring in no. the reverence and, uh, and do the thing. If you want to add one more before we start, him prayer him go for it but like we don't need to sit up there like a bunch of stuffy goofs and the the stake president uh vehemently like disagreed that, huh? no and and i as you know my personality i uh i uh leaned in to say it mildly i like, i leaned in is this like the time you uh was that when you talked back to cecil samuelson at byu hawaii oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, Brother Doan, if that is your real name. <laughs> I will never forget when Cecil visited us with our group in Ukraine. And it 100,000% seemed like he did not want to be there and was put up to it. His entire demeanor was like, why am I visiting these BYU kids? I mean, we were like, we're your students, man. Yeah. Come on. He, his entire vibe was. Did you know uh, Biddle passed away this year, too? No, I didn't. Yeah, I did. Well, I found that you know out what? when uh, Stout was on with... Uh, I'm both sad and also he gave me a B for that class. And there is no reason I should have got a B. I did all the work. Point of order. (laughs) I was there for everything you guys did. And it's a group project. You can't pick me out and give me a B. Cobb got an A. How did Cobb get an A and I got a B? (laughs) Because Lauren and I got A pluses. So, you know, fair enough. So I just want him to answer for that when he stands before the bar of God. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) because <laughs> you I'll better be know the- i'm bringing my litigation to that bar and we will hear what he has to say did you all miss the old days of twin folks when we would just talk about nothing for 25 minutes before doing anything productive That's yeah no beautiful. most of our feedback is like the banter's too long like yeah well this is leaning to, in like you said. to which sure. we say we don't care okay i'm gonna give you a quick news item though i'm gonna give one to you one that yeah. has come my way, and you will probably think it's not a big deal, but I think it's serious news. This Folks, is breaking it, news. It came to my attention this week that if you have a Yahoo or an AOL email account, you basically cannot get emails from the church right now. There's a bug in the system that's causing problems. Our ward looked into this. I contacted someone at church IT, and they're like, oh, yeah, this is major. This isn't just through LCR. I don't know if that's a bug. I think it's a feature. You know who else can't get it? <laughs> Juno.com email addresses. Also, uh, ironically, GeoCities gets everything still. <laughs> Geo- uh, FreeServe is uh, is also on the list of no emails going through. So anyway, Prodigy emails, oh, CompuServe emails, no longer get being sent uh, through the church domains. 
I think if you still have a Yahoo or AOL email, a lot of people do. You're either 90 years old and we expect you to die soon, or, or, why why would somebody have a Yahoo email address? Yahoo still has over 200 million active users for their email service. Yeah, they really do. I mean, I still have one, but it's like. I haven't logged into it in 15 years. I think I still technically have one, but I don't even know how I it was. It was Yahoo was my mission email. It was mine too. And uh, and it was fine for the time. But once Gmail came around, people, you got to jump ship. You got to go. It's better. And and as a side note, I man, when you're like an award council and almost everyone has a Gmail account and you're working in Google Docs to do stuff, but a couple so of people nice. have like Yahoo and Hotmail and you're like, you gomers. Now I can't get you into the... You can get them into Google Docs, but it's not as easy as if everyone just has a Gmail account, folks. They should just have a Gmail account. I oh, also I, once, it. I once looked into trying to get actual like paid G Suite for our award. I wanted to buy a domain and have, you know, so yeah. it wouldn't be just, you could be like bishop at, you know, xxxward.org. Boom. Church won't let you though, right? Church won't let you do it. I I I chased this one pretty far up and found out they're not too keen on it. I was trying to get to, well, I wonder I if it's like get, the the Facebook groups and stuff. Can you just do it and nobody knows? That one's goofy. Like there's nothing wrong with the Facebook group as long as you say it's not an official communication of the church. You can do that. I mean, there's regulations around it, but you can do it. My issue was I was trying to get you could buy G Suite, but you can get it for free if you are a nonprofit. So I was trying to get a letter you know, oh, to yeah. prove to Google that we were a nonprofit to do it, and I could not get Salt Lake or my stake to cooperate. It was very sad. Anyway, if you have that those emails, folks, or if you're sending emails, bear in mind, if there's people in your leadership or in your ward who you need to receive them and they actually have Yahoo or AOL, there's a chance they're not getting it right now and you need to make plans. So I know we're joking about it, but take that seriously because I've learned that there's people in my ward who have not been getting ward messaging because of this issue. And if <laughs> And all of a sudden, it makes sense. We're like, so that's why you didn't know about these things. That Okay. Uh, and if you have a Gmail account, most of your ward communication is going to be in your spam folder because it comes like a like an old listserv format, which well, is you, the church's problem. They should update that. Well, yeah. You remember the old listserv days, man? Man, DC loved listservs back in the day. I don't know if they still have it or not because I finally, and I didn't need to be on the ones I used to be on after. No, but like you move into an area and you join that listserv and you were getting furniture for sale. Oh, yeah. Apartments to move into, activities coming up. That was Ukrainian brides, the whole thing. Yeah. It was, (sighs) those, those were great. I was talking to somebody the other day about the old G chat days because there was a, there's a service that used to like, it would randomly ping. The people that were online and, and like, dude, do you remember just how satisfying it was to have some random contact that all of a sudden was online and available? And you're like, oh, what's Walter doing? Hey, buddy. I how remember how you? fun it was to have the standalone actual G chat app that I didn't even use in Gmail. And then, and then to like just see people online, you'd have 10 conversations going. It just felt like you were connected to the world. AIM, ICQ. I mean, these were all doing that today. There's Slack needs like a general Slack for like personal Slack where you and I could just like, oh, Jeff's on. Great. What's up, man? What are you up yeah, to? Yeah, it's less fun now than it used to be. And now Google finally has done their transition to chat, which is just hangouts. They, you know they paid millions for that rebranding. I don't know what Google... Don't get me started on Google messaging don't strategy. Don't get me started don't do on it. Google messaging. Why no. can't they be like, I don't say be like Apple, but iMessage is a, a nice idea. You see well, the, you see, you see well Google, Google like prodding them for not being in the rich uh, SMS stuff? Yeah, well, they're trying to get them to do RCS. And I love that Tim Cook is like, 
The way buy to get your, around buy your mom bubbles, buy an iPhone. <laughs> yeah. Such a douchey move. Jeez. <laughs> well, my big bit of news here. Yes. Man. Tell me. I, I don't miss being in this Trello board at all, Jeff. Just, <laughs> just I would just like to say this. Uh, President Nelson had I his wouldn't know what Trello was if it were not for you, my friend. 98th birthday. And Trello's great. Uh, 98th birthday. And the church put together 98 bits of wisdom from his years of teaching. You know what I haven't looked into? In random order that you can read. And I'm going to read you. Did they do one for 97? Because if so, I'm really curious if all they did was add it on one or if they actually like redid the list. Oh, I don't know. Let me just tell you. The ongoing restoration needs ongoing revelation. Number 73. It's funny because I'm looking over here. I turned 40 this year and my wife made me. 40 reasons that, that uh, the kids say they love me. Oh, and it's very tragic. similar. It's very similar. Where for me, he's tall. Uh, and President Nelson says, now is your time to prepare to meet God. Uh, my, my number 35, he's smart. President Nelson's 35 is, uh, is uh, you can get personal revelation for your own circumstances just as naturally as I can for my circumstances. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Number 38, he's an explorer. Uh, number 38, faith in God <laughs> and has always been the preeminent force for good in this world. What is your I number? I just feel like Sister Nelson could have made this a little more cute and fun for him. What is your number 40? Uh, well, let's see. Because his, his says, we believe in freedom. 40, he spins us around. He spins us around. And uh, yeah, we believe in freedom. So, I mean... Yes and yes. You know, I, I like it. I like it. It's a good format for birthdays. I feel like uh, not overused. You feel good when you read it. I hope President Nelson read this and was like, I did say all those things. But guys, if you want to make me feel loved, you could have done something a little more personal for me. Because his love language, and I'm just going out on a limb here, because I'm guessing his Myers-Briggs is roughly what Jesus's was. And I would then say his love language is going to be words of affirmation. And these aren't words of affirmation. We should really try to affirm him more with our words and say things like, he's he's of average height. He has thinning hair. He is enthusiastic. And he has a light jog, as I hear, through the uh, the halls of the, of the church office. He jogs around? He likes to travel, number 19. Yes. Be, this is my list if I had one. Jeff, I mean, feel free to chime in. He... Uh, he he could still slay the ladies even as an eighty year old, because yeah. uh, Sister yeah. Nelson came into his world. I think he was eighty ish, right? I mean, I would be very self conscious about dating in the in my eighties. I just feel like I'd be like, I'm just going to wait this one out. But this guy, he said, no, this is my time to shine. Was it the eighties? It's been long. He was seventies. Had to be seventies, right? I, I mean, who know. knows when you're two years away from being a hundred? I don't know. Maybe it was. When how old was President Nelson? Google no, is going to be like, look at Russell is... Nelson on Wikipedia. You find out when it says he married Wendy, bada bing, bada boom. It's as easy as that. When he, yeah. Mm-hmm. He married Wendy L. Watson in 2006. 81 years old. 2006, yeah. yeah. Nailed it. Yeah. Oh my gosh. This guy gets all the respect, you know. He She's only 72 right now. So let's just remember that, people. Hey, I know people that have done way worse. And She's 72 she... now. So when, hold on, 98 minus 81. I'm just going to enjoy talking, that math there, mogul. Make it uh-huh, happen. Uh-huh. Oh, I typed in it. 
98 minus 81. Uh-huh, uh-huh, We're talking uh-huh. 17 years. So if she was 72. He was 55. Whew, and he was 81. Man. Boom. Wow. I, I, I think she was in it for the- That guy's living every older singles ward member dream is what he's doing. You know, when you're at that age, it doesn't matter as much. But obviously, if we if we you know uh, went down a little bit, yeah. No, if he was 50 and she was it's like 25, <laughs> I got a friend that just did this. I was just telling you the story. <laughs> Hi, Nate. Oh my gosh. LDS, LDS Living also shared five favorite moments from the last year. One of them was what it, Sister Nelson talked about: what it's like to be married to the prophet. Also, that woman he's on this he's scaled the scaffolding of the Salt Lake Temple. He's been all over that Salt Lake Temple for you know. Is it Nelson scaled scaffolding? Yeah. He also um did parkour to the top. No. Yes. And then he base jumped. Base jumped off the top? Yeah. And the security guards were like, President Nelson, no. And he's like, See you later, suckers. Catch yeah, you on yeah. the other side. Remember when we covered that years ago? Didn't somebody base jump off the church off? Remember that? Somebody they base did. jumped off yeah, the yeah, office yeah. building? And now they yeah, have like that. thick glass windows up yeah. there that you can't get through. Um, he became the oldest president of the church ever. He's now the most longest lived apostle ever too. And of course, the one I like the most, he uh, dedicated the Washington D.C. temple, which I haven't even talked much about on the show. We actually got to go to it. I got to go to the temple for the rededication. Did you shake his hand? No, I was there for the third session with President Eyring. Uh, I've never. Hal is great. I've never been to one in person like that at the temple before, so I really this is my pure ignorance. I I was wondering. I'm like, do they like, like, is it dedicated now? Is it not till they're done for the day? What I've learned, of course, is when the prophet's there, whoever does it, the first dedicatory prayer that he has pre-written and reads. After that point, the temple is dedicated because President Eyring, of course, just read the same dedicatory prayer that president I think they Nelson. all wrote it together whatever it was yeah um I, don't, I know people I don't think are like the one that he said is the canon and then everybody goes off that I think they write a dedicatory prayer yeah because they read I mean they read it it's a lengthy thing it was a wonderful experience though I mean we were just like I wasn't up in the main hall you, just, you're just asking no like what is the moment that we are now dedicated like, well no I think it's after that morning session when they've done that dedicatory prayer that's when it's dedicated and then when the you come in, in the afternoon you're like why is this place feel so holy yeah, already the other ones like, just I was expecting people. the holiness to start midway through the prayer mm-hmm. and it's pre-holy it was very busy yeah I can imagine it was very busy but it was wonderful I wasn't going to get to go in person I wasn't planning on it then I happened upon some tickets they had blue tickets and gold tickets by the way there there was a tier you, system you got a golden ticket did you have to eat a chocolate bar no, to discover no. your ticket no 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 the but what if you, you did what you if, what if they were like all right there's a number of tickets out there in book of <laughs> books of mormon that the missionaries will pass out and when you and, open and it marriott hotels you must stay it's, in marriott. it's in the top shelf of your marriott hotel nightstand and whoever finds it gets to come to the temple dedication and be my personal guest it's an omaze uh like competition an thing. <laughs> and they say all right there are 50 golden tickets and then and then you go and stay in a marriott hotel and you say no yeah. grandpa you open it yeah, yeah. you open it grandpa and then you say, I bet the chocolate makes it, I bet the ticket makes the chocolate taste terrible. <laughs> that would have been, um, that, that would have been a good publicity campaign. Unfortunately, um, basically the golden ticket got you into the assembly hall upstairs. The DC temple has one of those large assembly halls yeah. that runs the full length. Blue tickets would just put you in other rooms throughout the temple. We had blue. It was fine. So yeah, we were watching it on a feed from a ceiling room, but it was great. 
It was wonderful. <laughs> I would have loved to be in the main room with Hal was, and Elder what, Gong. That would have been cool. But, when I went uh, to the I went to the Rome Temple dedication. I I recall this. And uh, and the I Rome you just one went was, to the open house. You went to the dedication too. Yeah, I was. I was well, because we just showed like I don't think we had tickets, but we were just like, "Hey guys, can we go?" No, no, we got tickets. I don't know I, because they oh, were no, prioritizing. I remember, like, I remember because one of you had someone watch the kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you but we, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Josie, yeah, Josie, Josie watched Josie leave. watched her son. Yeah, yeah. Very nice. Uh, but yeah, we went over there and went to the temple dedication. It was the same thing. We we're in a in a an annex sort of room. Yeah, just somewhere and, else. Uh, and it was great. And then we, but like we walked out, we got to watch. I think it was President Iring or something walk out. And so we all like stood and just like. Watched. I saw President Iring um, when we were parking. He was in the motorcade right in front of us, so I saw him get out. And then when we were in the the bridge that goes across, he actually came up the stairs like thirty. I feel like that would be straight. such a weird level of fame, right? Because it's not like yeah, it, it's not like you know you're not you're not cheering for anybody. It's just like wherever you go, people say, <gasps> "Hush, hush, yeah." Like that'd be such a weird thing to be like, uh, yeah, I'm a normal guy. Uh, you guys want some lunch? You want to hang out? What do you want to do? But like, the I would have loved to hang out. The funny thing though is they do still treat them like VIPs. I mean, they bring them in in their motorcade. They park in a different yep. area, enter enter a different area, leave a different area, exit. They do not like go outside on the esplanade of the temple and mingle with the folks, which I think, quite frankly, they should. Uh, this makes me remember when President Monson came to to my university, BYU-Hawaii, back in the day, and he was there with Elder Hales, and, like, I was I was uh, manning the back door and shook his hand because he, like, comes in. I shake President Monson's hand and was like, wow, it's amazing. And then I was watching him as Elder Hales tried to shake my hand, and I stiffed him inadvertently. I didn't realize I left him hanging. And it was just like, a, oh, and then he just like gruffly walked past, like, fine, get out of my way. And I, but I did the like slowly run my hand through my hair thing. It was like, sorry, sucker. Uh-huh. I didn't say that, but like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I felt really bad that I stiffed Elder Hales. I still, to this day, I'm like, oh, it just feels terrible. I'm so sorry that I didn't see you. He's a, he's a smaller man and I'm a giant. Was so Hales and, a smaller fella? He's yeah, me and Monson, we were like eye contact. I was like, my man. And then Hales yeah. was uh, hidden in the shadow of the giant linebacker known as President Monson. <laughs> anyway, speaking of old people, the queen died. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, that tra- that's a transition you... you it's a, it's a segue of for. dreams right there, my friend. Uh, and the first presidency said, they they released a statement that said, Ding dong. No, wait. The, the witch said, is dead? They said, <laughs> Hope not. Uh, uh, she, she was great and a lot of respect and admiration for the queen and our sincere condolences. So just so you know, the first presidency that noticed. That was a great job reading that, Al. I the felt first the presidency noticed that the queen had died and said, we're sorry to hear that. So that's, uh, that's our news week this week. Lots going on. That's basically the gist. I mean, we have a lengthy history in the UK, so I get it. I want to know what the what the first presidency statement is on on Harry and wait is it Harry Meghan Markle married which one that's Harry Harry yeah, yeah. And Charles and their feud and and their unified front they presented but like still they didn't eat dinner together the night <gasps> before and that's what I'm saying now their dad is in the presidency will they get titles I don't know Yahoo News is really throwing me for a loop here. Wait a minute. So Yahoo does exist for something else other than email. That's my main news source. Yeah, absolutely. 
And Yahoo owns AOL, by the way. If I ever ran for president, they said, what news sources do you read? And I'd be like, Yandex. Uh, like the uh, the front page of Yahoo News? No, you're Does like, v- you're like V-Contacta. Um... <laughs> I remember when they asked Trump that, and he was like, I read news. I read, I read Pravda. Um... <laughs> Whatever people send me. I, by the it's, way. It's mainly I, been forwarded nine times, but that's what I read. By the way, how about our friends in Ukraine taking back a sizable portion of occupied territory in recent days? Oh my gosh. I just don't know how this ends, man. How how does how does Putin ever let it go? Did you talk What's about you- this with Stout? Yeah, well, I mean, yeah. How does I Stout mean, think it all it all like was what, exactly what was how it'll end? Now? Ukrainian victory. There's no other way. Does he see Putin just like withdrawing and saying, I'm terribly sorry, I made a huge mistake? I don't think Putin will withdraw. I think he'd just be forced out. And then Ukraine's going to be like, well, what now, dude? Like, Do we need to back- assassinate Putin? I don't think anyone needs we, to We, I mean the Ukrainians. I don't think anyone needs to assassinate Are anybody. they looking no. to assassinate Putin? I cannot say. Did Stout mention anything? His intel did not specify <laughs> whether that was the case. Did, did this nice church leader over there have anything to say about murdering the the leader of the of the Soviet Union. Yeah. So uh, here's a story that I totally dug out of LDS Living, um, and one I did not know was a, a thing to read. So uh, Adasa, who is a Colombian American artist, you might know her best if you've seen the hit movie Encanto. She did the voice of Dolores, the one you can hear very well. What? Sing me, the, sing me one of, of her the, songs. Sing me the Madrigal. What does she you sing? Know, she, she sings about like you can't talk about this guy named Bruno. No, this, can you sing it? She's known for that. I, um, I can't place it. You know, she's like, and she does this really low rap. Oh, this is a long song. This is an interesting profile. Way too much to read in over here, but it kind of starts with her experience auditioning for Encanto. But I had no idea she's a member of the church. Absolutely but she's a one. No word, she's like Marshmallow. She's a one-word artist. Yeah, or Prince. I guess Marshmallow or Prince. Both of those would represent yeah, one. Or Elton John. Um, what? I I had no idea. Is that I, not Elton John's real name? Well, no, it's not his real name. We know that. But I was just joking. What? What's his word. real name? Uh, Engelbert Hump- Humperdinck. No. What's his real name, Jeff? Oh, my gosh. Elton John, real name. Elton, Elton John's Hercules real name. John. Elton Hercules John. I don't think that's true. Why did, wait. His name is Reginald Kenneth Dwight. Or yes! Dwight, or, or wow. Dwigged. Dwigged. Reginald, Reginald Dwight was what he was born at. Wow. Okay. That is a, that's a bit of trivia that, uh, that I'm glad you know, and I had no idea. Here to make your life better. So, folks, read this profile of her. I just think this is great. I had no idea she's a member of the church. Really interesting to read about her her faith. She's kind of candid too. Like I think she joined her husband. She and her husband kind of joined the church, but I don't think they were like as in it. But then she kind of realized like she wanted a lifestyle change and an image change in her music, which is good because she does have an album called Kama Sutra. So, might be mm, it might have been around about that the time. Caramel sauce. Yeah, it might have been around that time. She said, maybe this isn't how I want to present myself. But um, <laughs> so she's like, I remember that she's like, it's funny because I see this picture. I think, of her. I think f- foreign films with trains should have an album called Kama Sutra. Oh, French, French films. <laughs> <laughs> can, can, 
Yeah, French fills with trades. Could that have an album called Kama Sutra? Yeah, please. please. So it's just, anyway, just cool profile about her entire history, the sacrifices she's honestly made in her career. Guys, uh, if you don't know Jeff's her. early years, he had a he had a band called Two Years Later that has a great song called Lindsay Parker, which is one of the songs that shaped the 90s for me. We rocked so hard. Shortly thereafter, he had a solo project called French Films with Trains. That is the one, yes. And it's more original, more sort of, experimental music i guess if anyone say. Was, i was listening to a lot of joan of arc at the time i'm sorry i didn't know what was um. <laughs> and uh and so like longer six seven minute ditties and uh i just wish that that group which is jeff would uh would publish a new album all right I mean, here's the deal folks. i've been subscribed if, if to spotify want, for years look and, it's a, it's about 50 60 bucks if i want to do full distribution on cd baby or something and go digital so folks if you want to kick in the money i will put the entire <laughs> Bad French films with trains, like local recorded demo quality recordings in my bedroom. Discography. I have a few. Listen, I have a few on my in my Gmail. And I afterwards, I will put up your favorite album, "The uh, End of Innocence." When you help me record those songs in Provo. Oh yeah, Our, we were inspired yeah, yeah. by kind you of don't, the William don't, Shatner has been album. A lot of inspiration. The ones that, that. <laughs> she came from Greece. She had a thirst for knowledge. She yeah, studied sculpture at St. Martin's College. That's where I. Caught her eye. That's 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 that's, that's called music, people, and that's what we're passionate about. Anyway, people, read this profile of her. You will be so glad you did. It's funny because only now that I see a picture of her at the Encanto premiere, like knowing that she's a member of the church, do I can like can clearly see her capped garment sleeves through her dress. Whereas before, if you show me that How same picture, dare you, you pig? Okay, I'm, yeah, I am. Your job is not to look for garment lines. It is. It is. I you man. Yes. Stop it. I, no, this is something that I actually heard um, a friend of mine works at the temple and says uh, says they were instructed to start uh, sort of watching for people coming to the temple without their garments on, which I guess is a thing. It's a thing. Where people just show up in like a tank top and stuff. Why would you? Maybe more. So this might be specific to Hawaii. All right. Now I've ousted my friend. Uh, but <laughs> But I thought that was interesting of just like, hey, uh, when you come here. Part of the attire to come here is to have your garments on. Yeah, I guess it goes. You think it goes without saying, but you'd you'd think so, but uh, maybe not. Hey, by the way, by a quick update, well, folks. People people just showing up. They're like, "Listen, my best is these Lululemon pants, and I am not wearing." I can see that. Uh, remember when there was a, a fire in July at the under construction Orem Utah Temple, and we joked that someone actually did it. Um, it turns out they the Orem Provo or the fire department. Uh, thinks it actually was arson. It was the so, local scout troop was camping there. So, so that's unfortunate. Listen, but, uh, oh Jeff. So on my road here in Missouri, also there on was my arsonist. road is a statement. You, <laughs> a guy set fire to a house. He thought it was an old abandoned house. Accidentally murdered a lady. There was an old woman inside. She's there's a dead. Pod, there's a podcast in this. He sees this happening and says, "Oh no." So he lights three more houses on fire up and down the road, trying to turn it into like, oh, they were just burning down random things. Well, plot twist. He's just he's like a school teacher down in Kansas City with a wife and a kid and like just randomly went for a fun day of burning down houses, which I guess is what arsons do. I don't know. But then he accidentally murdered a woman. Now he's in jail for a long time. When did this happen? This was recently. This was like a few months ago. Why do you live where you live? <laughs> it, it was terrifying. They thought initially that it was a gang initiation. That's what the scuttlebutt was. 
oh, he's joining a gang. But we're out in the middle of nowhere. We're like an hour north of Kansas City, right? You go out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, sure. Boom, boom. There it is. Well, that's so, what a, what arson. Fun. Arson is really making a comeback right now. That's what all. What a I'm fun, saying. fun, fiery time for you. It How was great. fun, fiery. No, it's actually like you feel very violated when you're like, wait, there's a murder in the building. This is a Steve Martin reference. There's a murder in yeah. the building, and then you say, "This is crazy." Anyway, there was a there was a burning in the building. A burning in the building. For that's, ter- the that's terrifying, temple. man. Yeah, really. I mean, is. You might have just decided to burn your house, you know, for fun. Well, I mean, I don't live in the hood of DC like you, Jeff. That's right. That's where I live. Where, uh, where arson and murder happens willy nilly every which way you turn. There are clubs for both. There's, <laughs> there's a murder club. Sure, you just you know, that's okay. what we do. That's what we do. Um, did you know that Brazil has celebrated 200 years of independence this past week? Uh, you're not going to believe this. I didn't know that. Did you know? I was more the, focused on your birthday than theirs. The, this was the day before. So the church news has a little rundown here of, of the you know Brazil, but also the church's history in Brazil. And I think what is the most fascinating is the church went to Brazil before it went to Portugal, basically. And so they kind of joked that while Portugal might have like colonized Brazil, the gospel came from Brazil to Portugal. Basically, <gasps> went the other way. Yeah, wild times. Brazil right? colonized Portuguese. And they don't talk about it a lot in here, but they try to talk about some of the influence of the um, the Luso African community. There are many people in Brazil who are of African descent. Luso is just you know the Latin term for a Portuguese speaker. Um, those individuals, though, played a pivotal role in the lifting of the priesthood ban in the seventies. The church, really? the church was at a crossroads where because they used to actually try to make you kind of like prove your lineage and things like that if you appeared to have darker blood in you. But because South Darker Africa, blood. because South Africa is heavily mixed race, and also because Brazil is kind of the, in the same situation, yeah, they're like, hey, we're Mexican. It couldn't be as clear cut. That's the main thing. Yeah. It was not as easy yeah. to like regulate in that sense, and that's not the only reason the priesthood ban ended by any means. But it it kind of accelerated a lot of the church leaders taking pause and just being like, how that's- do we navigate this? Because we can't just simply say someone is black when in reality they're like a quarter black. And then there's and then there, are a number of other things. When you have a melting pot like that, and you, like how do you break, when your racism it? just becomes a little bit uncomfortable, you're it's like too hard to make. It's it's yeah, it's difficult. To, I thought we had a clear line: black and white. And don't. And then Michael Jackson came along and said, "It don't matter if you're black or white." And, he and healed, here we are. They healed the world. I, I had a great Brazilian professor at BYU Hawaii, uh, Dr. Marcus Martins, who was a Brazilian black guy that uh he had great stories of the, of those days and how it all went down yeah you have it on sometime and he speaks he speaks with a very sort of aggressive accent of like of but like he's got really good english but the uh there it's like the the tonal stuff is still there the sort of the melody of the would you call it very like, like suarez-esque is how you describe it maybe no i'd say suarez times 10 no way yeah oh yeah oh my gosh. it was amazing and he taught my celestial marriage class and uh, gave a lot of like, in the bedroom, you will have. I was like, oh, buddy, I'm taking notes. It was great. Anyway, so the uh, the youth theme for this year, speaking of things in the bedroom, yeah. there's a new youth theme. Man, these transitions write themselves. This is mm-hmm. magic. 
Last year, old and broken, trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not under thine own understanding and in all thy ways acknowledge him that he shall direct thy paths. Proverbs. What they realized was that that was a bad domain name. It was just too hard to spell and a lot of people were missing pieces of it. So what we got now, I can do all things through, wait for it, Christ. Philippians 4.13. And the, the, f- the full version though is I can do all things through Christ, which strengtheneth me. I think we cut that last part. I also take issue with the grammar of that verse, but that's fine. I can do all things through Christ. So if we can get our youths to uh, to learn one thing this year, it's that through Christ, you can do all things. See, the issue here is it's a witch situation, right? Mm-hmm. If you have witch, is it a modifying clause? It's saying, I can do all things through, through Christ, which strengtheneth me. Are you saying you can do all the things through Christ that strengtheneth now you? Now let's go to the 1830 Webster's or, Dictionary. Are you saying I can do all things through Christ, comma, to which strengtheneth me? understand the 1649 King James Version translation. This is the same issue with the sacrament prayers, all right? We use which and that interchangeably in Scripture, and it is, I, I, uh, folks, no. folks, you got you to gotta do it. Can we talk to the Holy Spirit and just let him know that what he's prompting us to write down as scripture is grammatically incorrect. No, I think we need to talk to Paul in his letter to the Philippians and be like, dude, brah. He'll say, but in the, uh, in the Aramaic of which I spoke, it was fine. Your translator screwed me for generations. Didn't he write those in Greek? Great point. The Septuagint. Yes. I don't know, but the translator still screwed me. What? The Pentaverate? I just watched So I Married an Axe Murderer last week. Anyway. It's a great show. Yeah. I think this is a great, nice theme. I can do all things through Christ. Philippians 4.13. Now, speaking about youth doing all things through Christ, there is one youth with a remarkable story. He wants to pay for his mission with his gambled winnings of American Ninja Warrior. He paid a, a few bucks to get on the show. And thinks he can win it all. Him you, and his buddy it on the show. No, I'm just trying to. No, I'm trying to frame so. it as more of a blackjack situation. Sure. Than a, uh, well, anyway, this kid. Yeah, cool. there's a whole article. He loves uh, loves American Ninja Warrior, which who doesn't? What a treat of a show! I try and watch it with my boys, and then we build mini obstacle courses out of the cushions and jump through them, and it's nice. And he thinks he can use this to make money. While he's working, working. <laughs> <laughs> some call him tricks around the office. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody order some chicken. Uh, yeah. So wait, did he? Yeah. So <laughs> this, now, this, is uh, this, this is a great kid. His name is Evan Andrews. I mean, good on him. He's trying to save up for his mission by. He's been on the show many times. Not our show, his show, but uh, no. well, and like you know, some people. Like me, I mean, I did real work to save money for my mission. But if he can magically stumble upon a prize money, good for him. I legit you know? want to see you on an, on an American Ninja Warrior course, Al. I want to enjoy that. I want. I need this in my life. I wonder. I feel like I should be able to just like because I'm a giant. I should have some advantage. Do tall people get extra points on? I that? don't know. I'm actually impressed on that show by the. The, it's all upper body strength. It's a lot, yeah. But the, the builds of a lot of the people are they're not what you would always expect. You would think a lot of people with like very high upper body strength. Sometimes there's people who are pretty no wiry fellows, wiry folks who are yeah. the ones who do really well. Speaking of wiry, have you been watching the uh, the the Wrexham on? Uh, no. Oh, no. it's great. 
you like Ted Lasso, right? Yeah, it's fine. It's all right. It's fine. You didn't like it? No, I mean it's fine. I mean you waste the whole episode with beer, just just meandering around the city for no yeah, reason. And because and Apple's a, like, give me extra episodes. And I feel like, like okay, once you you're uh, once you're you're in a British accent, we don't hear the f word nearly as much. That's, that's in, a little until bit, your parents little, are in the. It's room. a little bit true. <laughs> uh, but but the uh, we are Wrexham, which is the Rob McElhaney and uh, and uh, who's the other guy? Lesser well known fella. Oh, his name's uh, Ryan Reynolds, but he's Canadian. So Ryan you know. Reynolds. Uh, those two buy a team over there and are and are bringing it back. But it's a it's a great watch. You should give it a good time. Give it a chance. It's on Hulu, Jeff. Go watch. I know it. it's on FX. So uh, oh, there's some good news here. Latter day <clears throat> members of the church up in Council Bluffs, Iowa, are building beds for kids in need. <laughs> Remember Council? Wait, was it Council Bluffs that had the Mormon bridge or whatever it was? <laughs> You remember this? <laughs> and I was like reading the article as we were doing it. It was like, they broke a bridge. This is garbage. And you didn't realize it was just named that because yeah. of the history. Of I thought the, the, I thought the, uh, the trekking like pioneers were really being jerks. Yeah. It's like Mormon Lake, uh, Arizona. Yeah. That kind of a thing. No. So good for them. Uh, channel three news, which looks like it was filmed in someone's basement. Um, Gives us a nice rundown here of the members of the Church of Latter-day Saints. Uh, and uh, that's what they call them, of course. But they made 100 beds. The Omaha chapter helped out with a group called Sleep in Heavenly Peace to make kids beds from scratch. Glad to see people out doing the good things. Hope this gets some coverage. Uh, this 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 video has four views at the time of recording, and three of them are me reloading the page. So, no, does it really? Yeah. Four. What That's- is KMTV three news now? <laughs> what is this station? Oh, why? Like none of the men, they don't have videos with very many views. That's uh, we're talking. I have more views than this uh, for an episode of this show on our YouTube channel. Yeesh. But anyway, good for them. Glad they're doing it. Wish they would give us the full name of the church, but uh, you know, what can you do? That's just the Jeff speaking out to you. Yeah. A little bit um well al that's most things that is most things there the uh church abuse scandal stuff down in arizona we're, we're still not on the uh we're not coming out on the on the right side of that yet but it uh, keeps kind of trickling stuff out the, the way they're doing this story though is fascinating because they're basically using one story to get other people to cooperate and speak up and then publishing more context this is all michael resendez who's one of the guys who did the spotlight investigation for the catholic church oh really yeah yeah Mm. which is also what's cracked me up a bit with some of the church's responses because i'm like guys do you think michael resendez is like you know what i'm gonna do i'm just gonna recklessly go after the church without doing my homework i don't think he's doing that i uh, i think this is a a a journalist who is doing his research no this is what man like i think the hope is just that like if this can bring about reform thank you spotlight guy yeah that's what we're going for but the gist of this one here is the new court documents show that a lawyer who was also a member of the state legislature in utah or he, he is, was i think he is now he or was, I think he was, he no, was I think an he attorney was the, for the church back then oh no it says he was at the time so he was in the utah house of representatives in 2013 until he announced his retirement early this year but they have it's a part-time legislature he was also a lawyer at Curtin mcconkey and he was one of the lawyers who was involved in advising the bishops in question in the arizona case and according to these documents, it wasn't just leaving it to the bishop's discretion, like explicitly told like, the bishop, no, 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 don't, do, don't do not this report this because you are complying with Arizona law. 
do not report. It's, a, it's such a weird one. It's funny because it's such a, well, it's not funny, but like such a weird spot of like, of like, hey, you know, we, we need, we're going to live inside the law. I, when I think, I think we've been adamant about this of like the reform that needs to happen is just in all cases, protect the abused, right? Like that's, that's the default space. And so if we can get there, we'll, uh, this will be a worth, a worthwhile change in procedure and process. And we can hope that that, that continues to happen. Do you feel like the, the, the thing that's the hardest for me with a lot of this, of course, just being very much on the outside is just, I, I, I just worry. I don't see a lot of contrition coming out from official channels on the church side. It's all pretty like combative against AP, which, uh, I get, which I get, and I get you're worried about. We've talked about this a lot on the show already. I get you're worried about like civil suits against bishops, potentially not yeah. criminal ones, but maybe civil ones. You're worried about all kinds of things, but it's like I would love for the church to just come out and be like, "Okay, yeah, the, a, this sucks. We we pledge ourselves. We pledge to do better." Well, and it's interesting because like like the church newsroom is going to have a markedly different tone than like President Nelson at an event speaking about it, right? And so I think if we ever got, I mean, if we ever got like president nelson's response to it i mean it's it's with the catholic church they sort of have like the pope said today and it's a little more uh you, you know you, you're looking for that response from that individual with the church you're not necessarily doing the same thing and so like I, like i don't know i i don't i don't fault them too terribly for having like a crappy comms department that just is like oh shut it down we gotta we gotta move past this um i I I, th- I think it's just a nature of like a large organization that does what yeah. large organizations do. But if if we could design it anyway, I think I think we'd probably both add a little a little dash of uh of empathetic response in here instead of like protect protect the uh the message of the church in these formal channels. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll be we'll keep an eye on this, you know, folks. It's gonna gonna go down. <laughs> we will we will watch it and watch it. You all will. Play. I mean, you just yeah, you just want you just want outcomes where like where like as as bishops and bishops should. I mean, kind of wish this bishop would have would have been rogue and and had this same sort of moral compass of like no no no, no. my job is to protect the child. So like, of course we're going to report this. There's I don't need to call the the legal hotline. I'm going to do this, but uh, but like the 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 way the church process is built is not. I mean, yeah. that, that's not what we're what we're debating here. So, anyway, there Jeff, uh, am I right? So, so let's reflect on six hundred episodes. Let us, sir. What have you garnered over these six six hundred? If we're doing an episode a week, which roughly you are, divided by fifty two. I mean, we're coming in eleven years. No, no, we're almost on thirteen, buddy. <sighs> First that's episode a- was the end of January twenty ten. My gosh, man! So, like, in thirteen years of yeah. reporting the news of Mormondom, what uh, what's different about you today than it was then? Ooh, I have a much deeper appreciation for church history than I think I did going into it as a, like an area of study that I liked or cared yeah. of, cared much about. I think that one's for sure. I, I get a major kick out of like whether it's pioneer era stuff. Listeners know I really, really love the 50s and 60s, like kind of the correlation era. I think that's yeah. a really er- interesting time of study. Um, Who's that? Heber Grant? New. McKay? McKay. McKay and yeah. on. Yeah. Um, that's one thing. I think it's been interesting how I feel like I've grown doing this. I mean, I have. I, I will, I'll be frank. Covering news, which is often 
negative in scope. It depends it's almost on, exclusively negative. Of, well, on the, the, things, the things that like demand a response are like exclusively yeah, Like the big negative. stories that blow up, you care about them and you want to think about them. But when you're doing that all the time, it is it can be like, it's hard. You have to work harder to balance that out with actually doing the good things and doing the good work in, in your testimony. I'm not going to say I've always been great about that. I haven't, but um, it's always it's always a good reminder of like you gotta you gotta you gotta do the work as well because you're never going to have a testimony by accident. It's not just going to show up waiting for you when you're ready to clinch it. You've got to put in the work on it for sure. And that's one thing I've learned though. Like it's in a weird way. I have I have learned that you have to work harder for your testimony. And I have learned like I I do appreciate seeing differing points of view. I really think going into the show, if you'd go back to 2010, I was not, you know, despite how much I liked learning about different peoples and cultures and being an advocate for individuals and this and that. Like I wasn't as well versed in so many of these things, like the LGBTQ experience being a Latter-day Saint. Just one example, yeah. But all sorts of things that affect members our, of our the, faith. The arc of that story in our in our lives over the thirteen years has been interesting, right? Yeah, that's changed. That's changed a ton. I mean, we started the show only a year and a half removed from Prop Eight in California. You yeah. know, and things have changed a lot. And I think there's but, still a little bit of us that like almost defended the stance, or like didn't didn't agree or disagree with the stance in the beginning, and and then you sort of come around to like ten years later, we're like, oh man, that really feels like egg on our face, like I. Yeah. I understand it so much differently a decade later. And I, I think the church does too, right? Yeah. No, I think the church has grown a ton in that area. And it's not perfect, obviously. I mean, it's hard, it's hard to satisfy everyone. But uh, I think in a lot of those areas, my knowledge base has grown and my desire to understand people in different situations and what they're going through and what their experience is. Like, I care a lot more about that. You know, I might not always get it. Like, empathy is an important thing, but I don't necessarily just understand things out the gate. But I care about learning about it. And That's that's one of the things that I love about uh, the, sort of this experience too, right? It's like, it's like, to what you were saying earlier, there's a lot, like, when you end up having to fixate on the negative, uh, it's it's meaningful to take a minute and zoom out and and remind yourself of all the positive that the church and the gospel brings, right? Of like, like sure. the you, you go to church on Sunday and you practice loving people that that on, in many cases maybe should be unlovable, but uh, we're going to try and love them, you know. And like, but you go through these moments of like trying to pause and feel the spirit and take a sacrament, and renew a covenant, and like, <clears throat> and like you know, you go to the temple and f- and feel of the of the sacredness of that spot and your and your communication with God and like all the stuff that uh, that comes into our life because of the gospel and, uh, and the organization of the church. And like, man, it's, it's, it's easy to be tempted to throw the baby out with the, ba- with the bathwater, but there, but like, if you can, if you can just let yourself be reminded of like all the great that's come into your life along the way, uh, I, I think it's a little easier to, to sort of have those grains of salt or at least the patience like this, this, um, this abuse one is, is a great example of that of like, man, it's a heartbreak and you wish you wish that the child didn't have to have this experience or, or at least had an advocate in the church representatives there. The fact they didn't doesn't make like it doesn't erase everything. It, it more should like bring a bit of optimism of like, man, we got to change this the next time there isn't a next time. Um, but like there's so much good. Don't don't let anger consume you, I think is maybe the message. I'd I think that's a, that's a good thing. Don't let anger consume you is very good. 
advice. And it's easy for like the, the abuse stuff's been harder for me than a lot of things. And I think the yeah. closest thing to it that was tough for me to work through was the, um, exclusion policy, whatever that was back in like 15, 16, when, you know, the snip, the, snap, the, snip, snap, you no, know, the one that forbade, uh, you know, children of gay couples from being baptized. And we had a show about it and we talked about it, but that was one of those things where it just like, it never sat right with me. And now it's gone. They, they flipped it around and got right. called the snip, snap, snip, snap. Yeah. yeah. Um, that one was tough. And I would say the abuse story and the different revelations that keep coming out about it. Um, it's kind of on, on that sort of level where it's just, it's, it's there. I don't love it. I, like we said, I wish church would do better, but I'm not going to be so full of rage that it's like, that's it. I mean, I get it. Which this is very is- counter. I mean, like, I feel like Twitter and, and random Instagram influencers. I mean, so much of the, so much of the, of their platform is built on gotchism, like these little, these, these sort of momentum of like, see, I told you they were wrong. And then you get these, like, you get a oh, weird yeah. mix of, of angry defectors and, uh, and, and like earnest seekers and like, it's hard to please everybody, but, but, uh, you know, to, to be, to be just a little bit outside of social media, which I feel like twim sort of is outside of our Facebook page, which is just a dumpster fire but, uh, of, of comments. The comments section is a dumpster fire. Please don't follow us on Facebook, but, um, but like to get to just sort of talk through it with other I mean, this was always sort of the plan with Twim was like, let's have a, uh, a, a faith leaning in sort of optimism or, or not optimism, but like, let's have a faithful view on this stuff and talk about it in terms of people that are like, that are still both feet in and, and leaning in and, uh, and how do we digest the news and what's going on around us rather than, cause the vacuum we saw was that like, most of the conversation around this was happening with people that hated the church and it wasn't, it wasn't a very helpful conversation for us. Yeah. That's what we've tried to do. How do you feel? What about you though? How do you feel like you've changed or grown? I mean, you haven't been as with it for the past handful of years, but still like testimony wise. No, I really haven't. No, No, I, I, uh, it's funny, man. I feel like twim really helped me through my single years, right? Like I needed, I needed a, a person, which was you, to sit in a chair with me and, and just talk through this stuff and be excited about things to be excited about. I mean, initially we were most excited about like finding random Olympians that were Mormon and, and the LDS living sort of posts and stuff. And it's, and uh, as we've matured over the last decade and a half, I feel like particularly you, I mean, you've taken a much more sort of uh, serious view to a lot of this stuff, which has been cool to watch. But, uh, but for me, man, like, like, it served a really helpful purpose for me. And at this stage of my, of my life, I feel like, I feel like I'm in the second half of my spiritual career, right? Where like, it's, it's much less about, about whose church is the rightest and, and, uh, you know, yeah, like I, it's, I feel like my testimony is probably more complicated in some ways than it ever has been. And also simpler and more earnest than it ever has been. Right. Like, like I, I believe, I believe I'm where I'm supposed to be. I'm so excited to have this moral framework and this doctrine to raise my kids around and to like, help me, help me articulate the things that are in my heart as I try and like bring kids into a, into their teenage years and stuff. Um, I'll do it much differently than my parents did. Right. Like uh, hopefully, hopefully with a, with a little more, empathy and understanding 
in the doctrine that uh, wasn't there 20 years ago. But, uh, but like, I mean, yeah, like I, I, I love, I don't know. I, I love where we are. I love, I love my savior. I love the, uh, the sort of quirkiness and nuances of this church and all the, all the like good and bad. It's funny. I was talking to you the other day and I was like, man, I, I just like, I feel such a draw to continue to engage with the church just so that there's not a vacuum with a bunch that, that, that leaves only the weirdos here to like be in leadership positions and like, <laughs> and like road. I mean, there's a lot of weirdos. And so like, I just feel such a desire to be a, a meaningful member. And it's funny because as I turned 40 this year, um, there's a, uh, there's like a realization where I was like, man, I need to be the guy that invites people over for dinner that like, you know, does the big activities that sort of draws people together and, and gives people the thing. Cause I'm missing that when I go to church, I don't feel loved and, and pulled in and all that stuff. And I was like, because all the guys that used to do that are like 80 years old and dying now. And so if I want that to exist, it's my turn to pick up the baton and run with it yeah. and, uh, and letting myself start to do that, or, or at least feel the, feel the draw to do that and start to respond to it has been, has been really interesting. Cause like, man, that's, that's serving your fellow man. That's loving people that you don't know. That's all that stuff. And, uh, and that's new for me right in this stage. Cause I've, I spent my 30s sort of with my head down. I'll do my calling and stuff, but like, oh, I'm not going out of my way to bring people around me and, and help them out. And uh, I feel like that's kind of my next decade's effort is to be more involved that way. And so from a twin standpoint, man, like I'm just glad it was there when I, when I really needed it uh, and, and being on the other side of all this, it's fun. It's fun to see that it's still around and kicking. Uh, but like, but like, I feel like my, my desire, my testimony sort of graduated from the, the, the weekly news cycle. No. And I as, get that as you, as yours has too, man. Like we, we've talked about this a bunch. Yeah. yeah. And, um, um, with that said though, I have an, an immense amount of gratitude and debt to you, Al, of course, but to the many other hosts who have popped in over the years to follow us with this format. Um, I can never repay any of them enough, uh, quite frankly. Twim Sisters, of course, I love you immensely. Ariana and Tiffany, you guys have been amazing across the board. I have huge thanks to, uh, gosh, Jared Gillins, obviously Kurt Frankham, who've always stepped up. Yeah. Devin Thorpe has been amazing. Patricia's been wonderful. Josie, we love you dearly, and congratulations on your on your baby. I don't know if I'm missing any of the main key players there. Many have come in and out. And of course, Liz Busby, who's been newer on the news front, who's been an absolute delight and an incredible asset. Just, just huge. All these people who stepped up and given their time and resources to. It's pull crazy this thing the up. relationships that have come out of this, right? Like Kurt, Kurt's one that, like, that, like, yeah, I ended up sitting in his house and like talking. Like, I mean, he's been he's been somebody that we can turn to when you have questions or needs. It's like all, these people that just like I don't know. It's a great community that's sort of come together around this. I also remember that one time a girl uh, that was a that was a uh, a loyal listener took me on a date and knew everything about my personal life. Oh, I everything about that one that was so and weird. It was terrifying. Was that the one who was supposed to get his hook up to see the granite mountain vaults? I, I don't. <laughs> Not the one. I, remember? I just remember. I just remember. Like I, she sat down in my car and said, "How's Jake doing?" And I was like, uh, "I need to get out of here." 
Some terror, mostly good, though. Al, I know you. Obviously, you're in the best place, but there's a little part of me that does miss all of your many, many single-person stories during the years of this show. Because I got married. I mean, I got married like three years before you. Three years? Four years? Four years before you, I think. Um, so I got to enjoy yours for many more we, years afterwards. Which we, was, we did it. We did it perfectly, man. Which it's was funny. Cool. It's funny how much we wished we were married at 25. But like, man, the this, the story that we got to write through that that next couple of years was uh, I wouldn't trade it. It was great. And that's a tribute to my wife, folks. Um, I've been married for far and away the majority of the time we've been doing this show. So humongous thanks to Danielle, who has always been supportive of what we're doing. Um, Dude, even, I, if she, I, even if she, even if she openly says like, honey, I don't listen very like all the time. The the <laughs> weekly cadence of a show. Like I cannot, I cannot express enough how impressive it, it is that you've kept going the four, 400 episodes. I mean, we like, we had a, we had a bathroom in New York during a party. One time I was like huddled with a microphone, pulling a story out. We had 4am in Ukraine. Like I made you do lots of fun things to, to you keep, know, it was to make a show happen every single week is uh, an immense undertaking. And, uh, so and usually I mean, just for like, just for like scheduling. I mean, that's really it, but yeah, it's an, well, it's, it's an hour away from your family, from your wife. Well, it's, it's like two hours though, at least it was two hours for me. And then you had to process and publish and all the other stuff that, that uh, comes which, along I've with gotten, it. Which, which I've gotten so good at proud to have 600 episodes of this under my belt. And it's going to be fun to move forward as well. What, what a body of work, dude. Congratulations. Well, thank you. Like, honestly, I, as uh, Jeff and I have talked over the years, man, the, the thing that like, it's almost serendipitous. You'll get some email or somebody will reach out and say thanks or, or, Hey, I use this in a lesson or whatever it is. Uh, but like, but like the fact that there are people that care about, you know, to tune in and hear what you have to say week in, week out and help, you know, your effort to sort of digest it and talk through it. That's why we're still here and why Jeff is still here particularly is like, it's a, 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 a lion's share is the fact that you guys are out there. So thanks for being out there. Yeah. It's the most b- weirdly flattering thing. There's been so many times I've wanted to just be like, ah, like, what are we still doing? What are we still doing here? And then you get these random notes. You get a listener who drops you a line on Facebook and wants to follow you on there or something like that. And you're like, man, yeah. there's people who care about this and that's, that's good. And we care about you. So, I mean, sincerely, it's, uh, you know, there's thousands of you who listen. I don't know many of you but i appreciate you taking the time to be part of the part of the club you know anyway i don't know what else to say beyond at this point give us a tom brokaw sign off man i'm tom brokaw hello it's me no uh, like when he retired it was a whole to do you, you ruined the moment good night and good luck i don't know what i'm saying yeah. that's that's what he said right jay walter I, think, I don't know jay walter weatherman well anyway al my good friend thanks for coming back and uh hopping on with us and uh, pleasure man coming back in here some full circle times right you know we started this a long time ago long 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 how are we in our 40s it's disgusting really yeah and i have to have a baby (laughs) you'll be 60 before this baby is out at your door yep yep there will be no (laughs) golden years just death just death that's all it's gonna be (laughs) raise kids and then you die that's pretty much it i golfed two times i golfed two times Ah. Anyway, all right, buddy. I love you, man. We'll uh, talk soon. Love you too, man. Thanks, everybody, for listening to This Week in Mormons. We'll touch base soon. For Jeff, I'm Al. 
Wait, what did you always used to say? Like, live well and prosper? I, like, said, I said, be well, be holy, and be happy, but I stopped a long time ago. Oh, yes. Oh, I hate Last week, I brought son. it back for funsies. So. That's great. No, I'm gonna, I don't remember what I said at the end of our first episode, but it'll probably something like, uh, so this has been This Week in Mormons. Okay, bye. Sincerely, I love all of you. Thank you very much.